It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagle, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva, quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Sarah asked me to do a show about hormones and antibiotics in meat. She's wondering whether it's worth spending the extra money to avoid them. Although antibiotics and hormones are usually mentioned in the same breath, they're really two different issues. So I'll tackle antibiotics this week, and in a couple of weeks, I'll circle back and I'll talk about the use of hormones in livestock. In fact, Sarah, I think that the use of antibiotics in our livestock is a big problem for all of us, no matter what kind of meat we buy, or even if we choose not to eat meat at all. As in people, antibiotics are used to treat sick animals. But in the U.S., most livestock are also given low doses of antibiotics throughout their entire lives, sort of the way many people take vitamins. Putting antibiotics in the feed helps make the animals grow bigger, faster. For one thing, it allows farmers to feed the animals a rich diet, which they might not otherwise be able to tolerate. A steady diet of antibiotics also helps keep the animals from succumbing to disease due to the extremely overcrowded and unsanitary conditions in which they're raised. Growing more animals bigger and faster increases profits and, to some extent, keeps costs at the grocery store down. So what's the problem? The problem is that antibiotics are not vitamins. They're drugs that we depend on to fight infections that would otherwise kill millions of people every year. You have to remember just how big a deal the discovery of antibiotics was in the beginning of the 20th century. It was a staggering leap forward. Overnight, we added eight years to the human life expectancy by turning once deadly infections like the ones that cause pneumonia, tuberculosis, strep throat, and staph infections into mostly treatable illnesses. Unfortunately, we are slowly but surely blunting the sharpest weapon in the entire medical arsenal. Dr. Rob Lamberts, also known as the house call doctor, explains exactly how overusing antibiotics helps bacteria become resistant and more dangerous in his show this week. Dr. Lamberts is the newest addition to the Quick and Dirty Tips family, and you'll find his show on iTunes. But the bottom line is, the way we are using antibiotics in livestock, constantly and in low doses, is the most efficient way to breed harmful bacteria that are resistant to those antibiotics. We're encouraging bacteria to develop immunity to some of our strongest last resort drugs. If we're not careful, we're going to be back at square one with millions of children and people in the prime of their lives dying from simple bacterial infections because we no longer have antibiotics that can treat them. And we also won't have drugs to treat animals when they get sick. So just how present a danger are we talking about here? How likely are you to be infected by drug-resistant bacteria? Well, an estimated 2 million people get bacterial infections each year here in the U.S. That's about one in every 150 people. 70% of those infections are caused by drug-resistant bacteria, and those numbers are rising. Recently, you may have heard about a drug-resistant staph infection called MRSA, which is running rampant in hospitals and daycare centers. 
there's no doubt we have a problem on our hands and that antibiotic overuse in humans as well as animals is the culprit. The medical profession is taking this very seriously and they are really cracking down on the inappropriate use of antibiotics. But 70% of all antibiotics are not used in humans. They're used in livestock. As the National Academy of Sciences reported in 2003, a decrease in antibiotic use in humans alone, quote, will have little effect. Substantial efforts must be made to decrease inappropriate overuse in animals and agriculture as well, end quote. Obviously, we can't get a handle on this situation without the cooperation of animal growers. If you're listening from the European Union, you may now assume an attitude of superiority because the EU banned the use of antibiotics in livestock a few years ago, except to treat illness. However, your smugness does not protect you from our folly because our drug-resistant bugs are only a plane ride away from you. And unfortunately, efforts to regulate the use of antibiotics in livestock here in the U.S. have met with enormous resistance. Just consider for a moment what the pharmaceutical companies have at stake here. 70% of antibiotics are used in animals. So outlawing the routine use of antibiotics in healthy animals would slash pharmaceutical sales and profits overnight. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The meat growers are also not crazy about the idea. Antibiotics make their jobs easier. They can stuff more animals into less space, feed them cheaper food, and they don't have to keep things particularly clean. Pharmaceutical reps and meat growers argue that it's never been definitively proven that antibiotic use in animals has or will lead to problems for humans. I guess it depends on what you mean by definitive proof. A growing consensus of scientists believe that if it's not already a threat, it is only a matter of time and that it would be extremely unwise to wait for further proof before taking action. Now, I realize that sounds like the same sort of logic that sent the U.S. into Iraq eight years ago. Then President Bush argued that we didn't want to find out for sure that Saddam Hussein had atomic weapons when we saw the mushroom cloud. And we all know how that turned out. But let's look at the costs and benefits of a preemptive strike against resistant bacteria. The potential benefits include maintaining the potency and the viability of antibiotics to treat serious life-threatening diseases in humans and animals. The costs? Well, growers claim that restricting antibiotic use will raise meat prices to the consumer. However, 
Experts estimate that banning the use of antibiotics in healthy animals would only increase costs to the consumer by $5 to $10 per person per year. Personally, I'd be willing to ante up a quarter a week to lower my risk of contracting a bacterial infection that can't be treated by any antibiotic. And it also wouldn't break my heart if restricting the use of antibiotics in livestock meant that the animals we raise for food would have to be given healthier food and cleaner, more spacious quarters. What if we did stop using antibiotics? Isn't it already too late? Not at all. Since the EU banned non-therapeutic use of antibiotics in livestock, they've seen a dramatic decrease in the number of drug-resistant bugs and infections. In other words, we can still stuff this genie at least part of the way back into his bottle. To that end, U.S. Congresswoman Louise Slaughter, who represents my hometown of Buffalo, New York, by the way, proposed a bill in March to limit non-therapeutic use of antibiotics in meat production. And Senator Edward Kennedy has proposed similar legislation in the Senate. The bills have yet to get out of committee. So what can you do about this? Two things. First, you can buy antibiotic-free meat. Now, that doesn't protect you against drug-resistant bacteria, of course, but I still think it's worth the extra expense. For one thing, it sends a message that consumers are willing to pay more for meat produced without antibiotics. Also, it helps support the farmers who opt out of the conventional system, and that in and of itself reduces antibiotic use. Any meat that is certified organic has been raised without antibiotics. And some growers who have not pursued organic certification also raise their animals without antibiotics, and they label them accordingly. The second and perhaps more important thing you can do is contact your legislators and ask them to support these bills. I'll include links for contacting your lawmakers in this week's show notes at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. I've also posted links to more detailed information about both sides of the argument on antibiotic use in industrial agriculture as well as to the House Call Doctors episode on antibiotics use in people. Also, don't forget to sign up for my weekly email tips. All subscribers will automatically be entered into a drawing for some great gifts I'm giving away to celebrate the first anniversary of the Nutrition Diva podcast. Details are on my website. That's it for today. Have a great day and eat something good for me. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.